Juan Soto opened up about the trade from last year that sent him to the San Diego Padres, and man, there is a ton to unpack from that. So to revisit the trade just about eight months ago, did the Nats make the correct decision to move on from Juan Soto? We're going to get to that again and discuss even more right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And if you haven't tuned in before, my name is Ryan Clary, and I am the host of the Locked On Podcast Network, part of the Locked or I'm not the host of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm the host of the Locked On Nationals Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day. And guys, a little bit later, let's talk about this Josiah Gray start from last night as there is a mind-blowing number as to what this offense does when Josiah Gray is on the mound. I'm going to give you that give you that around the 10-minute mark today. But first, we are going to have to start with the Juan Soto dilemma, you could say. Not really dilemma, but you could make it one if you need to. So here's the thing. Juan Soto opened up about the trade over from the Nationals to the San Diego Padres. And Nationals fans, it brings us back to last summer to where we're debating amongst ourselves. Should we have traded away one of the game's brightest players? One of the players that are being compared to Ted Williams? One of the better hitters of all time this game has ever seen? Put it into the same sentence. That is where Juan Soto is. But here's the catch. I think a lot of people still are not happy with trading away Juan Soto. I'm going to tell you what I still think about that. I would have traded Juan Soto just like the way Mike Rizzo and the learners did. I stand on that hill. A lot of people may say, well, you can't trade Ted Williams. You can't trade Juan Soto. Why? We weren't winning without him. And what is the ultimate goal? Yeah, it's nice to buy a superstar's jersey in the in the team store. Of course, we want to have that kind of feeling to where, hey, we're a lightning rod organization. We've had Bryce Harper, Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Juan Soto, Trey Turner, all these different superstars. But Juan Soto was the brightest, in my opinion. Probably the best out of all of those. Even over the two-time MVP, Bryce Harper, I stand on that hill. But Juan Soto is a different conversation for some of these Nationals fans. Because you make the argument that how can you trade someone who is so good and so mature at the plate in, in a way that we have never seen in the last, what, 70 years? But the Nationals did the right thing. Here's the thing. A lot of people get on the Lerner family for making that offer and saying that it was cheap because of the AAB wasn't there. You could make that argument. That's fine. But at the end of the day, he turned down the biggest contract in MLB history. 
Hell, one of the biggest in sports history. Juan Soto turned that down. You can say what you want about the learners and whatever the way that they spend their money. I understand. I get that portion of it. But if you believe that that was a low ball offer to Juan Soto, that is insane. Insane. You cannot say that that was a low ball offer. Here's the reality of things. I don't think Juan Soto is going to be signing either way. Even if they offered him $500 million over 15 years. Whatever it may be. The highest AAV currently, right now, you were to offer him that over 15 years. Is he going to take that? I really don't think so. And a lot of people, again, will say, Ryan, that is crazy. No, it is not. Absolutely not. Because that is what Scott Boris does. He's going to take them into free agency. And when he takes them into free agency, he knows there's going to be a market for Juan Soto. All the big spenders out there, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, whoever it may be, they will be involved to get Juan Soto. But here's also the side that we don't really talk about with Juan Soto. And why do we not really talk about it? Well, he's not part of the Washington Nationals anymore, obviously. But Juan Soto has not been remotely close to the same hitter as he was with the Nationals. And really dating back to 2022, or 2021 rather. And here's my thing that I think a lot of people aren't taking into consideration. You remember that hitting coach, Kevin Long? The guy who was with Davey Martinez's staff? Probably the best in the game at what he does. The guy that Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber, hell, Bryce Harper has gone to over with Philly. Do you remember him and what he does? Kevin Long also happened to throw to Juan Soto in the home run derby back in 2021. Kevin Long has not been with the Nationals since that 2021 season. He left for the Philadelphia Phillies, just like a lot of free agents have in the past with this team. And here have been Juan Soto's numbers since Kevin Long left. You consider 2022 and 2023. Here are his numbers so far. Through 172 games since 2022, Juan Soto's batting 235 with a 397 on base percentage, a 443 slugging with an 840 OPS, only 30 home runs and 70 RBIs in those 172 games. That is over a season. That is 10 games over a 162 game season. I'm not here to tell you that Juan Soto is not legit. I'm not here to tell you that Juan Soto is bad or people should be concerned. You should not be concerned with what Juan Soto does. He's still one of the game's brightest hitters in baseball. But it is a little concerning to say the least. Because look at these numbers from when Kevin Long was with Washington from 2018 through 2021. Juan Soto had a 300 batting average, a 432 on base percentage, a 550 slugging, and a 981 OPS. 98 home runs, 312 RBIs. 373 walks compared to 352 strikeouts. Guys, people aren't considering that. Yes, Juan Soto is a gifted special player, and I would have signed him to that extension any day of the week still till this second. Seven days, 365, I'm doing that deal. But 
we're also starting to consider that this may be something. Kevin Long not being with the Nationals at this point has really hindered what Juan Soto can do. And it's not to say, again, that Juan Soto is not here. But Kevin Long in certain hitting coaches and managers can bring out the best in a player. Kevin Long is of that category in my mind. You see every single star that has been in this building over the last few years. Kyle Schwarber went on vacation with him. Bryce Harper has talked highly about him. Trey Turner, Juan Soto. Hell, do you guys remember when the Dodgers were playing in the NLDS and Mac Scherzer was on the mound in 2021? Who was sitting behind home plate there with Juan Soto? It was Kevin Long. They had a solid relationship, and a lot of people aren't really considering the fact that Juan Soto just could be simply missing his mentor slash hitting coach, which was what Kevin Long was to him. A lot of people don't even really think about that, including myself, because a lot of people try to piece the puzzle together and to consider what is wrong with Juan Soto, because if you haven't been following what he's doing this year, it's been a tough go for it for him. He's batting 175. He's got a 366 on base percentage. And then a 420 or a 520 or a 365 slugging. I was looking at the wrong sheet there. You see the point of what I'm trying to make is that when we revisit this Juan Soto trade, I'm still doing that again. I'm doing it seven days a week. The Nationals had to amplify their opportunity to get the most back to revamp this team because we weren't going to be winning games. And this rebuild with Juan Soto would be taking longer than if it was with Juan. Because you saw it last year. Josh Bell and Juan Soto were hitting pretty damn well with us. But guess what? It wasn't translating to wins. You could say it's just a lack of star power. And I'm not here to say that Juan Soto wouldn't be winning here if he stayed here. I think we would have a better team with Juan Soto. Duh. But here's the thing. Is that the numbers aren't backing that up. And the deep dive in the analytics still say that Juan Soto is an elite hitter. The barrel percentage is there. The hard hit percentage. Every single percentage, every single analytic still backs up what Juan Soto does. Besides, he leads the MLB and walks still. This is a special player. It sucks to leave him. It sucks to trade him. He didn't want to be gone. He wanted to stay. He made that pretty evident. But also at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for this organization. And as I said, I root for the Nationals. I don't root for a certain player. I'm a Nationals fan. I want what's best for the team, what's best for the organization, what's best for winning. I want to get that World Series again. And I'm, in my opinion, I'm able to recognize that the quickest way to that role is to trade away Juan Soto and to get what we can in return. Because you can't tell me that we were confident enough that we could re-sign him. He can say all he wants about how he was open to negotiations. The learners gave him the highest paid deal in MLB history. He turned it down. They had to move on. That was probably the ceiling of what they could go to. So what? That's what it is. And that was not a bad offer. 
So Juan Soto, man, I miss him. But boy, I'm still doing that trade again, and I'm going to live and die on that hill, which may be annoying to some people, but not here for me. But now we got to talk about Josiah Gray and his start last night as he looked damn good. But the same issue has popped up yet again, and it's completely out of his control. We're going to get to that. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about my friends over on eBay Motors. And for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know where the part will fit or your money comes back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions always do apply. And now we get into Juan Soto and uh, not Juan Soto and Josiah Gray again. Jeez, it's been a tough day. We're getting into Josiah Gray as last night after another great pitching performance from Josiah, the Washington Nationals have scored zero runs. And here's this stat that I said earlier today. In an inning that Josiah Gray has pitched this year, the Nationals have scored zero runs. Meaning, Josiah Gray pitches that inning. The Nationals in the other half of the inning have not scored one run while Josiah Gray has been pitching in those innings. And in games in total, they have scored one run through four starts for Josiah Gray on the mound. Josiah has done everything right. Everything. He had the one really rough start on the second game of the year. That was a tough one. But you know what hasn't been tough? The three starts since then. And it has been frustrating as hell, not only for the fans, but for Josiah, for everyone else involved in this. He now falls to 0-4. 0-4. And this guy has only given up one run in multiple starts now. Not just one. Not just two. But three starts. He has pitched damn well I'll take that back he gave up two earned runs in his last start before the Orioles but one against the Rockies and then one against the Orioles last night and the Nationals have only scored one run in four of his starts so far his ERA is down to a 3.74 right now and listen he has been actually very solid for the Nationals so far this year really he gave up that one home run in L.A. last week, but since then, he's given up none. He gave up two on opening day, and that's been it for him. He gave up three, actually, on opening day. That's been it for him so far. I'll take that. Two games with no home runs allowed, that wasn't really the usual for Josiah last year. You're starting to see the improvements. You're starting to see it click for him. 
But the frustrating part of this is that the thing that he cannot control is what's getting in his way, and that is run support. You see guys like Clayton Kershaw, for example, aren't guys on good teams, really. That's where you see the run support. This Nationals team, we've talked about it all year long. All three weeks. This team has not been able to produce runs when it matters most. You see last night, runners on second and third, nobody out. Three straight strikeouts. We cannot get runs across the board. And that has to do, in my opinion, with the slugging, with the power metrics, not enough extra base hits, not finding the gap. Victor Robles bunting yesterday. Bunting with C.J. Abrams over on first. He fouls that off. A terrible sequence for a not a good ball club. This is something that has to be corrected. And how can it be corrected for Josiah? He can't do a damn thing about it, I can tell you that. But when looking at it, what can come from this, I couldn't even tell you at this point. Because I can keep on saying extra base hits, more home runs, slugging, all of that fun stuff. But what does that even do? At this point, Davey Martinez is going to have to switch up the lineup at some point to try to somehow, some way maneuver runs. If that's putting Stone Garrett in the two spot, because he's not only is he fast, but he's got the power, as we saw again last night for him coming through. What do you do? What is the right way to do it? Do you stack the power up in the front? Spread away Dominic Smith and put him in the back half of the lineup. Joey Manessis, who knows what you're going to do with him? Because this team right now has not been able to get it done. Not even remotely close to it. So here's the thing, what this Nationals team will have to do going forward. And some people may like it, some people may not like it. But I say you have to stick at this point with Stone Garrett. You're taking Alex Cole out of the lineup. And you're going to stick with Joey Manessis for now, for the next week, to try to utilize power and aggression at the plate. You need extra base hits. When you have C.J. Abrams on, when you have Victor Robles on, you have to find ways for those guys to score. C.J. Abrams had a hit last night. Did he score? No. Because this team has not been able to produce runs. But here's also the thing. Should C.J. Abrams be moved up in the lineup as well to the leadoff spot? So, you know, kind of the old traditional way through this batting lineup. Do you put the speedy guy at the top of the order the way that the Nationals use Trey Turner to try to maneuver some bases, steal a bag or two, make some hecticness on the base path? Because whatever the hell we're doing at this point is not doing well. And that is something that we can clearly see, clearly, clearly, that whatever this lineup is has not been able to produce the numbers that we need them to produce. Because Josiah Gray can't go out there for another start and not have any run support. One run through four games, man. One run for Josiah Gray. It's unacceptable. And not even to talk about the other non-Josiah Gray starts unacceptable 
you have to figure out a way to get runners across the board and to put at least two runs on the board. How about that? Well, now it's time to move on to talk about another positive, just like Josiah Gray. And tonight we got Mackenzie Gore on the bump going up against a very tough Kyle Bradish for the Baltimore Orioles. I'm going to get to that, but before we get into that start tonight, I have to tell you guys about our friends over on Ultimate Baseball GM. And guys, Pro Baseball GM is the coolest game I've played in a long time. I've always thought I could be a great Major League GM. As it turns out, it's not that easy. I've been fired now five times throughout the year. I'm so addicted to this thing. I am so entrenched in trying to win a World Series and bring a title back to Washington, D.C. that I have been fired now five times. So see, Mike Rizzo, I understand, man. It's not that easy of a gig, and that is why I love this game because you can find out all the ins and outs of what it's like to be a GM. You can hire your own coaching staff, fire or hire your own players. It doesn't even matter. You control your team. Locked On Nationals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit ProBaseballGM.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's ProBaseballGM.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. And now we get into previewing tonight's start as Mackenzie Gore takes the mound against Kyle Bradish. And here's the thing with this Nationals team. I'm going to get the key to the game out real quick, just like that, because we know what the key to the game is, and that is run support. You nailed it. Run support has been the biggest issue when it comes to this Nationals team this year. Getting runs across the plate, helping your young pitchers, and honestly, also making the easy plays. Mackenzie Gore last week against the Angels, there was a couple balls that really could have been fielded by C.J. Abrams. I believe he had an error in that matchup later in the game to help load the bases to where Mackenzie Gore got pulled out of the game. But here's the thing. Josiah, or not Josiah, Mackenzie Gore has won two of his three starts so far, sitting at a 3.00 ERA. Been a very, very solid start so far for Mackenzie Gore but here's the thing the Nationals don't have a easy task on their hand tonight with Kyle Bradish now a lot of people don't really love Kyle Bradish you could say in Baltimore but I believe Kyle Bradish is a very good starter and it's not just based off of one appearance this year where he had one and two thirds Kyle Bradish is a legit arm he can strike you out and he's got a lot of different pitches to do that with but My only concern is that with this right-handed lineup that we're going to be going against Bradish for could hinder what this Nationals lineup can do. Kibet Ruiz, I like his swing from the left side of the plate, so I would like to be able to see him drive the ball the other way with Kyle Bradish. Try to find the gaps, and when you get on base, be aggressive. Not Kibet Ruiz, but for the quicker guys like a Stone Garrett, who seems to be getting on base every single game that he plays on, every single at-bat even. But we need to find a way to get these runs scored in to help the pitchers out and also just make it 
an easier watch. Because here's the thing with this Nationals team. I was talking last night to a buddy about this. This Nationals team is actually pretty fun to watch, (laughs) even after all the hecticness so far. It's still been a pretty fun team to watch. And that part is a little exciting considering the fact that we just need a tad bit of excitement for this team. Just give me something. Dangle that carrot in front of my head. And I'll take that and run with it. So the keys for tonight, run support. It's as simple as that. Mackenzie Gore, he's got to do his thing, obviously. We have to hit Kyle Bradish, but more importantly, we have to score runs and score early and often. Repeat it with me, early and often. That's my keys to the game. So thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow, we'll be wrapping up the Beltway Series and how much fun it is to have the O in the National Anthem, right? Not fun at all. We're going to talk about that Beltway Series getting wrapped up after tonight's game. So again, guys, thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll have a lot to discuss as tomorrow will be a very fun show. That's